Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Going for Two with Jack Taylor. We are so excited to be back. I am once again Jack Taylor. I'm Hunter too. And we uh, got a lot of positive feedback after the first episode. You guys gave us some constructive criticism and uh, so we're just excited to be back again. Yeah, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, We had a great time doing this the first time. We're so ready for the second time. But today we're going to be talking about the LSU-Mississippi State game. Uh, Long awaited. And then we're going to be doing our game predictions for the week in the SEC and Louisville Pitt. All right, before we get into any of that, we want to give a huge shout out to our friend Dylan Stockstill. Uh, when we were trying to get all this started about a year ago, we sent Dylan an idea for a podcast name, and within about five minutes, he sent us this incredible logo. And if you've seen our Instagram or Twitter, any social media, or wherever you're watching the podcast today, you're going to see the logo that he made that says Going for Two with Jack Taylor. And uh, we just, once again, want to give a huge shout out to him for making that. Cannot thank him enough. Okay, so let's get into LSU State Talk. Uh, one thing that we did forget to talk about is London Craft. Um, before the depth chart was put out, no one knew who he was, but I guess he just showed out in practice. Yeah, so uh, earlier this year, uh, CJ Morgan, he was a safety for us. He was projected to be all SEC, and so I was expecting his name to be on the on the depth chart at safety, but uh, he actually is battling a knee injury right now. So London Craft is the name that we saw, and it was my first time seeing the name. Hunter, I'm, I'm assuming it was your first time too. Yeah, I've never saw him. He's a walk-on from IMG Academy, so I mean... He's skilled. I mean, to get yeah. an IMG. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're excited to see how he plays. And me and Hunter were not alone in uh, being the first people and being uh, hearing his name for the first time. So uh, just really excited to see how he plays at safety this week. Okay. Well, now that that's through, we're going to talk about how Mississippi State is one of the hardest to prepare for teams in the SEC this year. So our offense, as everyone knows, is running air raid. There's no one in the SEC that runs it runs anything like us yeah. so in practice you really don't have an idea of what to, what yeah, or how to run against it really difficult to prepare yeah. for that and then our defense is uh new with zach arnett uh we're gonna be blitzing a lot like probably lead the nation in blitz percentage so that's just really hard for a first year quarterback like miles Brennan. yeah so hunter could you explain a little bit about what what this new defense is going to look like maybe what um what zach arnett's bringing to the table and what we should expect yeah, most of the time our defensive lines are our focal point of everything, but this year it's going to be our safeties. We're going to have Marcus Murphy just running everywhere around the field, creeping up before runs and passes, and just really wreaking havoc. So like you said, like a really blitz-heavy team blitz rather heavy. than just sitting back. Forces so, a lot of turnovers. Okay, so I'm not going to see like a Todd Grantham emotional blitz <laughs> at just the worst time in the game. We're no, just going to do it all, all the time. time. Yeah. All the time. Okay, love emotional blitzes that cost us games. <laughs> but. All right, so um, now we're going to get into Joe Burrow's replacement. And this is just something that I wouldn't wish on anybody. It's something that I think we kind of saw when Dak Prescott left and Nick Fitzgerald was was the guy that was going to fill that role. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough for anybody. I think Nick did as, as good of a job as he could, but, you know, nobody's ever going to be Dak Prescott. So what are you thinking that Miles Brennan is going to be? Is he is he the next Joe? Uh, I if he is the next Joe, that is the most impressive thing in the world. <laughs> Come in your first year and have the best season in SEC history or anything close to that yeah. would be insane. Because I mean, even Joe wasn't Joe two years ago. No. I mean, yeah. But uh, So we have seen a, a press conference with Zach Arnett, our, def- our defensive coordinator. He said that you know there are some times where Miles Brennan looks like Peyton Manning, like that he has a cannon for an arm, he can really air it out. And, uh, you know, assuming that LSU just sticks with their pass-heavy offense, I think that could that could 
be really beneficial for them. One of their weapons coming back is Terrace Marshall. He was their third option last year at wide receiver, and it's just hard to show out behind Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase out there, yeah. I mean, Justin Jefferson, he's a guy that's in the NFL now, and Jamar Chase, we'd be we'd be up against him this week if uh, mm-hmm. if he hadn't opted out for, because of the coronavirus. So kind of kind of lucky we're getting out of that one. We really are, but we are not lucky to be going against Eric Gilbert. Okay. Six foot five, uh, just insanely athletic freshman. The highest rated is it the highest rated tight end ever? Yeah, coming out of high school, man, that's crazy, that's crazy. But uh, so, is there anything that you know about Eric Gilbert? You know anything you've heard? Um, I've heard that he's going to be playing out wide sometimes this year. Um, but in practice, uh, the linebacker, like their two starting linebackers. Uh, we're talking about he may be the best tight end to ever play the game, and like oh, no right. exaggeration. So yeah. this will be a fun one. Coming off a year where they had a pretty good tight end in Thad Moss, but I mean this guy just seems so much more athletic, mm-hmm. and he's what do you say six five? Six five. Six five. Just man. an athlete. Still not as tall as uh, like every one of our wide receivers, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how that how that happens. So with that being said, though, is our defense gonna I mean be too small to cover this guy? Who who could who could have put on him? In previous years, we would throw probably Willie Gay at him just because yeah. I don't think anyone against Willie Gay is going to have a great game. But this year, uh, when they're not running empty and they have him inside, we'll probably have Errol Thompson at him, which is a good compromise from Willie Gay, honestly. Yeah. But when he lines up outside, we'll probably slide out Marcus Murphy. Yeah, big, big sigh of relief. You don't get Willie Gay put on you, but you get an, a human Ninja Turtle put on <laughs> you there. So uh, I'm sure he's, he's not too excited about that. But um, So LSU... Obviously, new offensive coordinator this year. What is their offense going to look like without Joe Brady there? I mean, you'd expect them to stay with the same offense. I mean, you just won a national championship and put up the most yards ever, I, th- I yeah, believe. Yeah, no, so, like, like records everywhere. So, I mean, no matter who's their guy in, at the offensive coordinator spot, you know, they're just going to do the same thing, try you, to recreate it. I mean, you'd hope that they would if you're an LSU fan. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But before Joe, I mean, they were stuck in the 90s with that run game, so. You never know. Yeah. All right. So, um, speaking of Zach Garnett earlier, our new defensive coordinator coming from San Diego State, and something that you guys might not know is that San Diego State is at the top of the list just about every year in turnovers forced. So, is Mm -hmm. that something that you see that we should we're gonna you know pick up where he left off? Yeah, it'll be a whole lot different than our previous years. Not last year, but. We won't get as many like sacks, but we should force more turnovers and everything. Just putting all that pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. All right. So you don't think that blitzing more, like like Zach Arnett does, is going to lead to more sacks or just no? I think that we'll uh, have more hurried throws. Honestly. Okay. Sounds good. I mean, that should lead to a lot of interceptions. Yeah. So our defense is going to be terrible to play against, and then we have a weapon at punter. Yeah. criminally underrated by the SEC. Yeah. He's not even third team. Coach's poll didn't even put him in third team. I, I watched last year in one game, had two down with down inside the five, so not really sure what they're looking at there. Yeah, it's crazy. They may have just been looking at his little brother's finish on America's Got Talent. Thomas Day made it through a round, but just, just couldn't make it all the way. <laughs> Man, so Tucker Day, definitely expecting him to have a big year. I remember last year we were playing against uh, Southern Miss, and Hunter Hunter absolutely called a, a perfect punt by Tucker Day that was downed right at the one. Why are so, y'all crying? What y'all crying about? <laughs> so, um, all right, now we're going to move on to our offense. We've looked a lot at LSU, but now we get to look again at our offensive weapons. 
I know in the last episode we mentioned our offensive weapons that we were looking forward to having a big year. We talked about KJ Costello, Kylan Hill, Tyrell Shavers, but uh, just our offensive personnel, how are we going to match up against LSU this week? I think it'll all be dependent on how good our offensive line is. Losing Scott Lashley really hurt last week. Yeah, I'm not even sure we mentioned that. No, um, we didn't. No, thanks. Scott Lashley is going to be out of the whole season with an injury. That is uh, the West Point uh, offensive tackle transfer from Alabama. We were really excited to get him over the offseason. He looked like a great leader all through uh, summer. He really did. So maybe his, his effect, uh, even though he's not going to be on the field, I think he, he had a great effect on our offensive line. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll see that moving forward. Yeah, I hope our offensive line can do good against LSU. LSU looks like they have like two defensive tackle type guys playing at the end positions. Okay. So it doesn't seem like they'll have very much speed rush against us. Okay. So we'll see. So that should lead to KJ having a little bit more time to throw. Hopefully. If he does, I think we'll have a pretty good day. Air it out for 500 yards, you think? No. <laughs> well, I threw out the, the 350-yard mark uh, the other day for each game, and you didn't seem to... You didn't seem to correct me there, so let's just let's just say I mean, five hundred. When, when you count six hundred against Arkansas, you yeah, can you right. can lose a little yards and others. Okay, there we go. All right, so Hunter, let's talk about our jerseys for this week. Going against the team with arguably the best jerseys in the SEC. Some amazing home jerseys. Yeah, I mean, not an LSU fan, but absolutely can give them respect for that. So, what's the best look that we can put out there for our jerseys this week? So we can't go all white because can't go LSU. All white. Yeah, you're right. So so a little bit controversial here. Okay. I love our white helmets. Wow. I think white, maroon, and white is a very clean look. We used it against Southern Miss last year, and it looked amazing. But there's a crowd on Twitter that's, that's going to be at your neck for that one. No white helmets. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited to see you know what we put out there. I, I love pretty much any uniform, except for the crooms, the these all maroon, or uh, maroon pants in general. Just, just not it. But uh, I'm excited to see if we have those matte maroon helmets. And uh, like we were talking about LSU with the best jerseys, in, arguably in the country. Mm-hmm. But uh, over the past couple of years, they've gone with some alternates against us. You know, those those gold uniforms when Leonard Fournette was there, <laughs> those were pretty bad. I didn't. I wasn't a fan. Just mustard yellow. Yeah. And then uh, when we played them in the rain a couple of years ago, they had those helmets that when the light hit them, they would change colors. Mm-hmm. So those were cool. But I expect them to go with just the traditional LSU home uniforms for this one, the white jerseys, and that will look great. Beautiful as always. Uh, going on to some other uniforms that some people think are good, some people think are bad. We're about to get into some predictions, and we're starting with the Ole Miss Rebels. Yes, Ole Miss has finally done it. They're rocking. With powder blue powder jerseys. Blue. There we go. Powder Not blue a jer- mismatched helmet. It, yeah. It's different times at Ole Miss. Yeah, and maybe uh, unlike their baseball team, if they wear them two weeks in a row, maybe they'll, they'll or maybe they'll just wear them every week now. You, you know, know, you know, if you win once in them, you have to keep on wearing them. That's right. They don't have the same effect as our blackout uniforms in baseball. <laughs> we literally never lost. But never uh, lost. But uh, all right. So Ole Miss in Florida. That's Florida's a thirteen point five point favorite in Oxford. What you thinking? I think it's pretty safe Florida yeah. on this one. Yeah. Kyle Trask is amazing, best quarterback in the SEC. So Florida will cover that for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm no. pretty, I feel good about that. But Ole Miss, Matt Corral is a starter now. Matt Corral is the starter. Yeah, no John Rice. John Rice is, like we mentioned last time, he's fast, but uh, it looks like that Lane Kiffin just wanted a guy who can throw the ball. We'll which... see where they put him in and some other packages. I mean... They probably will. I mean, he's a freak athlete. Yeah, for sure. But uh, just like Hunter, I'm going to go with, with Florida to cover that and win by more than 13.5. So that should be should be safe there, but we'll let you guys know. All right, number two, we got Kentucky at Auburn. What you got? 
Auburn lost a lot. Derek Brown on that defensive line is a big loss for them, but that's really close for Kentucky being against Auburn. I got to go Auburn. Yeah. We'll cover seven and a half. Seven and a half point favorite for Auburn there. And I think they'll cover that. I, I said last last episode that Kentucky was going to beat us later this season, and still think that's true. But going to Auburn, I think I, I don't think they'll they'll fare really well. Um, and that was a very controversial thing for me to say. I've been told by a lot of people that we are not going to lose to Kentucky. So uh, that and my World Series prediction, we're getting roasted pretty bad, Hunter. So, uh, you're a Braves homer, and so am I. Yeah, got to be careful what we say from now on. All right, game three that we're going to be calling is Georgia and Arkansas with. Georgia being a 27.5-point favorite. You can never trust Georgia in any game, ever. That's right. Not a single one. So South Carolina last year so. was, was pretty brutal. Oh, 27.5 is a... It's a big number. And yeah, they have Arkansas has Kendall Bryles in, an offensive coordinator. Oh, no. Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks yeah. uh, drafted the MLB. Yeah, he deserves that over Elijah McNeese for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he hasn't played since eighth grade, but, you know... I think I'm going to go Arkansas on this one. I don't think Georgia can cover that. All right. So Arkansas, not, not going to win the game, but they're going to cover for sure. I, th- I'm, I'm, I agree with you there. Okay, next up we have Bama and Mizzou. Alabama is a 27.5 point right. favorite. Um, I, I think I think Nick Saban's coming, and he's, he's going to be angry So uh, for, for no reason. I don't think he has a reason <laughs> to be angry. But um, So you think Mac Jones is going to show out? Mac Jones... Third projected third team All SEC quarterback is going to show out and beat Missouri by. He's gonna, he's going to cover the spread for sure. Yeah, Bama takes care of business. All right. Next up, Vandy and this, Texas A and M. This is the most surprising line on here for me. I don't. Texas A and M is a thirty-one point favorite. Dude, Kellen Mond back in his eighteenth season. Man, we're gonna we're gonna mention him a lot this year for sure, but uh, I don't know. I think I think Vandy will, Vandy will cover this. They're not gonna get beat by thirty one. Uh, I think I'm gonna take Texas A and M. Yeah, right. I, I think they got this. Sounds good to me. All right, game six. We have Tennessee at South Carolina, and Tennessee is a narrow favorite at three and a half points. I mean, it's early season Tennessee, so it's early you, season you South Carolina. It's, it's any season, it's any point of the season, <laughs> Both South Carolina. Of these teams are just unpredictable right here. Uh, who are you picking? Um, I'll go with the home team, South Carolina. They're playing in Columbia. I'll, I'll give it to them. I'll go to Tennessee. Let's go. All right, so we're we're at odds there. All right, number seven, going out of the SEC for the first time. Uh, we got Louisville and Pitt. So this is the only um, top. 25 matchup that I know of this week. Uh, I think uh, Army is playing someone, but okay, gotcha. But uh, so Louisville after dropping a game to Miami last week, I believe, um, and they are playing Pitt, who is two and zero right now. So Pitt is a three point favorite. What you got? Uh, I'll go with Pitt. Pitt, I will too. Uh, just can't stand Louisville, honestly. Not going to pick them for anything. And finally, we've made it to our game. LSU hosting Mississippi State. LSU has dropped down a little bit, but we're they are still 16.5-point favorites. What you got? I'm taking us. I think it's going to be like a 7- or 8-point game. Okay. I'm sticking to my 10 or 14, so still still covering that. Um, and the over-under for this game in points is 57. Yeah, it's an over. You're taking the over on that Easy. one? Easy. All right, yeah. I want to do score predictions. Let's go, I'll say 42-31 LSU. Was I was thinking it. like 42-35. Okay, all right. I know I just said we were a 10 or 
14 point game and then i went straight to an 11 point game but yeah, somewhere you know, somewhere in there you know those are that's in between there all right and so definitely taking the over in points both of us there all right well that's it for our predictions um if y'all want to send in our predictions if y'all are completely right or the person who was the most right we'll give you a shout out right here next week absolutely just send those to our instagram at going for two and we'll be sure to mention you on the next show Speaking of people sending us stuff on Instagram, what we got? We got one question from John Merritt Howard on Instagram. A whopping he said, one question. One question. He said, should more sports adopt the NHL and MLB policy of drafting players while still in college? All right. Um, I'm going to make a bold bold choice right here and say absolutely not. Yeah, it ruins postseason. That's the, that's the worst part about the MLB draft for me is that while players are in Omaha or sometimes even in the Super Regionals, they're getting drafted, so their mind is completely on the mm-hmm. future. They're, it's not on the, the team and whatever uh, whatever game they're in right now. And plus, uh, you don't get to be a part of the draft. You know, the, the coolest part about the MLB or the NBA and NFL drafts is that players are there and they're being able to be incorporated in all of yeah, it. Yeah, they bring your whole family up there. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a big scene with the MLB draft. It's just it's just on so MLB Network at uh, 2:45 <laughs> p.m. during the Super it's Regionals. Just, it's just so looked over. I think, and I know there's a lot more guys that get drafted in the MLB draft, but I just feel like they deserve better than that. They and, do, and, and their and their teams do too. In the postseason. and I think it would help bring in a spotlight to college baseball more. Yeah, for sure. If it got its own time. Yeah, I mean, we don't hear about college baseball until the super regionals if if even then you know maybe even just the college world series um so definitely anything that could bring more light to college baseball i think would be good for the viewers and for the players for Mm -hmm. sure they deserve that all right so um once again guys thank you guys so much for listening Uh, if you have any questions that you want read on the next show just please send them to us on instagram at going for two if you have any suggestions on how we can make this show better uh we're working just every day to try to make it better you know pretty soon we're gonna have some some intro and outro music that's just gonna kind of tie this all together yeah that was a big request from everyone yeah. intro music we, we, were, we were met met with pitchforks and torches and everything yeah we, so gotta get some music if anyone wants to send in any music uh just send it on in for us yeah absolutely we'll be glad to take it so all right guys well thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you on the next show have a good weekend